Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bird's Nest Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us. It is Dallas week in the city of brotherly love. Eagles fans are setting aside the brotherly love part of the city's moniker in favor of hating on their division rival. And this is a long storied rivalry that gets fans riled up and excited for every matchup that the Eagles have against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni did say earlier this week, while players will stick to their one-game-at-a-time mentality, he's fully expecting that fans show up and do not do that against the Dallas Cowboys and bring the intensity. I think if I said to the fans and to you as the media that it's Cowboy week, we're going to ramp it up. Well, what the hell were we doing the last couple weeks, right? You'd be like, well... Well, that's why you lost to the Jets because you guys weren't like I wouldn't ever. And so we know how awesome it is. Now, with that being said, we know how much energy this stadium's going to have on Sunday, and every bit counts. Every little bit counts. That's why I find myself after every away game that's essentially a home game. I try to thank the fans because they've been awesome. Right, and so it's the same thing here. This this energy that I want it to be played up in that sense, um, but for us to do anything different would mean I'm not doing my job for the first eight weeks of the season, right? But fans, let's go. It's 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 Dallas week, and so we're going to need that. They got the Dallas has to feel that. Dallas has to feel that when they come in here that it means a little bit extra to the people in those seats and, and it's going to be loud and it's going to be a, a, a hostile environment. So as we prep for the Eagles taking on the Cowboys, let's take a look at what it's going to take for the Eagles to defeat the Dallas Cowboys. Some of the keys to the game. And we're going to start with the first key, which for me is the run game for the Eagles. They're still one of the top 10 rushing offenses in the league. But over the last several games, the run offense has sputtered a little bit. During the first five weeks, the Eagles were regularly putting up more than 100 rushing yards, except in the season opener against the Patriots, where they put up 99. Then over the course of the last several weeks, teams have been shutting down the Eagles' run offense. The Eagles put up 80 rushing yards against the Jets, 99 against the Dolphins, and 59 against the Commanders last week. Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson was asked about the run game earlier this week. Yeah, I think, the, you know, the biggest thing is we have to continue to put the guys in, in great spots um, and keep pounding at it, you know. Um, the run game can be unique at times of, uh, you know, it could be tough sled for a while and then you, you know, just continue to push, continue to pound, and, you, and then you break one. Um, and that evens kind of out your your guards per carry. But, you know, for us is is – what we want to accomplish is really to try to be both efficient and explosive in the run game. So we have to continue to to find ways to uh, to put the guys in great spots, make sure our our landmarks are right, and make sure we're we're doing a great job uh, of of making plays once we're blocked up to the second and third level. Now, one important factor is Cam Jurgens, who has been on injured reserve for the last several weeks. The Eagles may have him back on Sunday. He is eligible to return. The Eagles did open the 21-day practice window for him, and Jurgens was limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. 
Jurgens has a 64.3 run block grade from PFF and is ranked 27th out of 80 by that organization. His replacement, Sua Opeta, has been serviceable, but is no Cam Jurgens. He has a run block grade of 47.4 from PFF, and he's ranked 63rd out of 80. Brian Johnson talked about the rehab process with Jurgens earlier this week. Well, he's, he's worked extremely hard in his, in his rehab process. Uh, you know, you see him in the training room and in the weight room working. Uh, and I know he's, a, he's really, really eager uh, to return, you know, and he was, he was playing at a, at a really good level for us before he got hurt. So um, excited to see him make that progress. You know, hopefully uh, we'll, see, we'll see where it goes from there. But, you know, he's, he's a really, really good player, and, and we'll be happy to have him back. Now, the Dallas Cowboys are 18th in the league in terms of average rushing yards per game. They have 108.9 rushing yards on average allowed. So the team can definitely be run on. And with the way that the Eagles offense is structured, the run game does a really good job of setting up the passing game, which is, as I've alluded in other games, fairly unique when it comes to the NFL today. The rest of the NFL tends to use a little bit more of a short passing game to set up the deep passing game. So the Eagles using a run game to set up the passing game, kind of important and kind of unique when it comes to how they game plan for a particular week and how the opposing defenses have to game plan to prepare for it. That having been said, The Eagles need to make sure that they are able to run on the Dallas Cowboys defense. They have to. Otherwise, their offense simply won't work quite as well. The second key to the game is going to be the red zone, and this is an area the Eagles have been struggling in, admittedly. It was the high red zone, according to Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson earlier this season, the 11 to 20 yard range within the red zone, and it's been happening more on first and second down. So season long, the Eagles are at a 51.52% conversion rate in the red zone, according to NFL statistics, but it's been better over the course of the last several weeks. The Eagles have been better than 60% in the red zone in all of their most recent three games, but there's still room for improvement there, and we know that because of the Commanders game. The Eagles left points on the board due to turnovers deep in the red zone, and One was due to a fumble on the brotherly shove. Brian Johnson indicated that was kind of a details problem. Same thing with Jalen Hurts immediately following the game. The second was a fumble by Kenny Gainwell, and Nick Sirianni was asked earlier this week about Kenny Gainwell being the number two back and especially being relied upon in the red zone. Yeah, he's the number two because I think I was asked about this too, uh, and, and and I said there's things that you don't see that were in it obviously in practice. Um, he's our number two uh, for because we believe it right right now he's the second best running back on our team. Um, you know that's based off games. That's based off past games. That's based off practice. That's based off the whole body of work, not just um, you know. And and I obviously understand where that question is coming from. Um, but you know, I didn't get this question last week when he ran over two guys into the Miami in the Miami game and got into the end zone because we were all. Uh, singing his praises, and also the same thing in the playoffs last year when he gave us some very valuable carries. If I were to just say, okay, Kenny fumbled the ball in the red zone, that's it. He's, he's going to number three. 
then that wouldn't be consistent of of what we do with any. I don't. I don't. Like, and Jalen throws an interception. You know, um, he doesn't come out. And Brian calls it. Brian or myself call a call that results in a, a turnover. I don't turn the call play call duties over to Kevin. Um, you know, I mean, there's those are this happens over and over and over. There's mistakes that happen if AJ drops a ball. Um, we don't say to him, you're, I don't know if he's dropped one in a couple weeks, but we don't say to him, we ain't throwing it to him anymore. And so that's the same philosophy here. And Kenny's our number two back because he's our number two back um, because of the his body of work. Now, believe it or not, the Cowboys are actually worse in the red zone. They have a season average of 40.74% of conversions in the red zone. That's 29th in the league. So the Eagles are in a good position to be better at capitalizing on red zone appearances and turning red zone appearances into touchdowns. The Eagles have to be able to do that. They can't be sending Jake Elliott out to kick field goals in the red zone. That's definitely a disappointment. And the Cowboys, being who they are, are going to be a team that's going to make the Eagles pay or at least try to. It's really important that the Eagles turn their red zone appearances into touchdowns and really kind of stick it to a Dallas Cowboys team that hasn't really proved anything yet. The third key to the game is going to be turnovers. Now, the Dallas Cowboys defense has the highest interception rate in the league. They are at 4.46%. That's 4.46% of pass attempts by opponents have been intercepted by the Cowboys. Now, Jalen Hurts only has two games where he was pick-free. Both of them were against the Commanders. Hopefully, he remains pick-free in the division, but the Eagles are tied right now for fifth worst in the league for interceptions at eight interceptions thrown this season. So it's going to be necessary for them to make sure that they're improving on that and that Jalen Hurts is making good decisions and the receivers are running the right routes and not letting defenders get a good read on what route they're running and get a good jump on them. Now, Reed Blankenship did have an interception in the Commanders game. That was a huge difference maker in terms of the Eagles coming away with the victory. But Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott has thrown five picks this season, so he's a little bit more stable in the pocket and in the passing game than Sam Howell was. The Cowboys are plus six in the turnover differential, which means that they have six more takeaways than they do giveaways so far this season. The Eagles are minus three in the turnover differential this season by comparison, so they have three more turnovers than they do takeaways. So division games can be really crazy. They can be all kinds of what is going on, but one surefire way to lose the game is the Eagles don't hold on to the football, which they need to do. The fourth key to the game, quarterback pressure. The Eagles are 15th in the league in sacks per pass attempt at 6.37%. Much of this is due to a mobile quarterback being tackled behind the line of scrimmage. That is technically a sack if it's a passing play and he's rolling out. Jalen Hurts rolling out to one side, trying to get back to the line of scrimmage and can't. But some of this is the need to maintain control of the pocket. Fortunately, the Eagles have a top-tier offensive line, which should be enhanced by Cam Jurgens if he comes back to play on Sunday. And this offensive line should allow Hurts to be able to do his thing. The Eagles' defense has been relatively shut out of the pocket so far. They have a 7.86% sack per pass attempt. 
That is 17th in the league. So they're kind of a mid-defense in terms of the sack game. They're certainly not a strong presence in getting sacks. They need to be better at doing that. The Cowboys, still a mid-level defense in the sack game as well, but they are a little bit better. They are 8.91% sacks per pass attempt. And one wrinkle in the sack game might be Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons does have six sacks on the season. He has 14 quarterback hits. So he's a really strong player in the shallow defensive backfield trying to get some extra pressure on the quarterback. And it will probably take a little bit to try to game plan for him. Now, the Dallas Cowboys are actually 20th in the league in terms of sacks per pass attempt. They have allowed sacks on 7.86% of their pass attempts. So they are actually in a little bit worse shape, and that should give the Eagles an opportunity to be able to penetrate into the offensive backfield and at least get some pressure on Dak Prescott, if not getting him fully, fully knocked out in terms of sacks, in terms of getting quarterback hits, creating that disruption that throws Dak off of his rhythm. We'll see how things play out on Sunday, but it's really going to be very important for the Eagles to be able to get that kind of pressure on Dak, keep him a little bit unsettled, and if you're the Eagles offense, if you're the Eagles offensive line, if you're any of the blockers, trying to keep Jalen Hurts sack-free and relatively easeful when he's in the pocket, uh, or even if he has to run a little bit, making sure that he's got opportunities to do that. The last key to the game is mid-game adjustments, and this is something I've actually noticed about Sean Desai, and one of the things that I really like about him is his ability to make mid-game adjustments that he needs to. Sean Desai was certainly able to do that in the Rams game. He definitely did that in the Dolphins and the Commanders game in a special way over the course of the last couple of weeks. In the Commanders game last week, Desai was able to put the defense in a position where they were able to overcome a very lackluster first half performance to be able to come back and really hold the Commanders down and be able to get things like takeaways and sacks later on in the game. The size adjustments certainly have mostly been at halftime, but he also has the propensity to make a sudden change during the game. And Desai was asked about that this week. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think I attribute to our guys and their mentality. You know, the coaches and players, uh, we, we talk about that a lot. Uh, it's a kind of mindset that we want to take the field in and, and we're trying to defend every blade of grass that we get a chance to defend. And and our guys have really taken ownership of that, and they've done a great job, I think, in sunshine situations. The Dallas Cowboys being a part of the NFC East, this being a divisional game, a lot of divisional games are won and lost by what you learn about the other team and by how you adjust to what the other team is throwing at you. That's always a challenge for any team, but especially for divisional games where the teams face off twice a year, every year, you learn a lot about a team when you face off against them so frequently. And I do think that it's poignant that the Eagles debuted the fake brotherly shove last week against the Commanders, another divisional game. So if the offense is throwing something that works for them and is not something that the defense has an immediate response for, the defense needs to adjust its game plan for it during the game. If C.D. Lamb is running all over you in the passing game, you might have to adjust whatever matchup he's got. 
if the defense is killing an element of the offensive game, like if Micah Parsons is applying all kinds of pressure to Jalen Hurts, you've got to be able to make the mid-game adjustment to be able to put another blocker on his side. The team needs to be kind of like the Borg from Star Trek, where they were able to assimilate information and be able to adapt to rule out the opportunity for phasers or other things that the Star Trek team was using to attack the Borg. The Eagles need to be the same way when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. They need to adapt to the weapons that the Cowboys are using in order to be able to come away with the victory. So those are my keys to the game. Those are going to be what I'm looking for over the course of this upcoming game to see how things are going. Obviously, this is going to be the first of two matchups that the Cowboys have. And again, Dallas week in Philadelphia, all kinds of intensity. And I am expecting fans to bring that intensity and be a real true 12th man which should have a huge impact in the game as well. And it's kind of an unwritten sixth key to the game here for this episode. As always, let me know what you think in the comments below. What are you looking forward to in this game? What do you think the Eagles need to do to beat the Dallas Cowboys for the first time this season? Let me know. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Bird's Nest Podcast. You can support the Bird's Nest Podcast by liking and subscribing to Bird's Nest Media right here on YouTube and by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify. Please visit birdsnestmedia.com for additional Eagles coverage. And if you're so inclined to support us in a different way, you can find the link to our Patreon either in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles!